the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. Indeed, he is Tristan. I am Eric, and today is Thursday, June 6, 2019. It's the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Joining us today, as always, versatile Kyle Sapi, and I think editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter is there, but I didn't even check. Um, on today's fine show, well, we hope it's fine, a Hall of Fame closer mercifully finds a new team. Phillies lose another outfitter, but gain a good one, we think. Talk weekend pitchers, closers, combo meals, myriad hash browns, so much to discuss. Everybody ready? I'm still taking in that uh, Craig Kimbrell's been anointed a Hall of Famer already. <laughs> oh, I think he probably is. He's, I, on a, I think he's on a track for a Hall of Fame career. That's just um, <laughs> no, I mean, I like he's got a he just got a three year deal. Let's assume that even if he pitches, you know, averagely, he'll still get, you know, another hundred saves. And and we've created new words. I'm liking it. We're we're off to a good start on our show today. Look, I'm, I'm not sa- look. <laughs> I'm going to anger people by what I think of Kimbrel. So I'm going to let you do the talking. Okay. Nobody seems to want to notice that in two of the past three seasons, he really hasn't been as great as everyone thinks. And everybody who's analyzing the moves just talking about his career and not recent work. The right. fact that Boston couldn't even use him in the World Series. But hey, go ahead. The bottom line here is, which we'll get to in the buzz. <laughs> let's just <laughs> Why don't we the, just do that? Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. Go. As I was saying, he doesn't have to be great or pitch like a Hall of Famer in the next three seasons to be worth it as a top five closer in fantasy. We saw problems with his command and control. Two of the past three years, I think. and But he's in the National League. He's on a good team that's well run with decent starting pitching, decent defense. Tell me he's not going to get 100 saves in the next three seasons. Mm, I mean, obviously, he's already missed two months of this one. Yeah, so, that's, that's But why. you know what I'm getting at here. Tell, I, all right, I, I, tell me he's not a top five closer I'm, for the next I'll, three seasons. You can't. I'll quote you. you yeah, you, well, you, you've quoted yourself. Okay. Top five closer, I, I'd have a hard time quibbling with that. I, I think the only reason I would is that the guys who are ranked in my top seven currently have been doing this all year, so there's no question about working up to full speed. So for 2019... I find it hard to just throw him right in there. But I get where you're you're coming from. He misses bats. There's really no doubt about that. I just question a little bit the, the control and command, which you raised the questions. And by the way, in that third year that you mentioned out of the three, the two out of three, he was shaky. Uh, I think in the playoffs in 2017, he was a little shaky in that category too. Right. During the regular season two years ago, he was fantastic. The bottom yeah. line here is in fantasy, he is rostered in 70% of ESPN standard leagues. That'll go up to 90% by, by the time our next show occurs, I think. I don't... I think I actually think he will pitch this month. Um, oh yeah, oh, I'm going to oh, say yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you've got Pedro Strope on your team, just keep him for two more weeks. Is what I would say. He's going to get, you know, he could get four or five saves in that span. He's clearly and, their their interim closer, right? And then you then you cut him. And, and, that's and how to, it the, is. to the point, by the way, about the Steve Ciszek save that was just the off night kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Strope will give you. I, I'm going to guess it's ten days. There was a lot of chatter after this contract was signed that uh, Kimbrell had been working himself up to full speed, so I think he might need just a couple of minor league appearances. And and we've seen before that relievers don't need an awful lot of time to get up to their full speed. He he might just be you know a little shaky with the control slash. Your um early. your relief rankings have Edwin Diaz, Roberto Asuna, Josh Hader, Kirby Yates, Kenley Jansen, Aralis Chapman, and Brad Hand as the top seven. I want to slot Kimbrell right there. After them or with – see, that's where the top five – I mean, if we want to quibble Probably over not two a to three five. spots. Yeah. But but look at how closely they're bunched in the rankings. The point here being that there's a clear top tier at closer, and, and I feel it. there's a, a premium in that group. Yes. 
Yeah, I think I would slot him probably like maybe. I mean, Chapman's had a great May. I would say Kim, Kimbrel seven after Chapman beforehand and Vasquez and Doolittle. That's where I would slot him. So he's really not among my top five right now. Although it could, I don't know, it's not going to change with Hater. They don't have any other right-handed pitchers. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say Kimbrel number seven. How about that? that and, and people are going to say that's ridiculous. He should be number one, but he shouldn't be. I mean, I could. I mean, if we wanted to make a case for him at number one, I think we could do it. I think there's a valid case to be made. I don't think it's the highest probability outcome. I could also make the case he doesn't belong ahead of Sean Doolittle, who I have ninth. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I mean, there's injury questions there. There's the Pirates with Felipe Vasquez. Have you noticed that the Pirates aren't giving? I mean, I think we talked about this on the other show. They're giving no chances. Yeah, Greg Holland, same thing. They're just not giving him chances. You know, while we're talking closers, let's do a little carousel. The The closer carousel. Basically, just to like stop our incessant talking and play some sounds. Yay! That's what that's for, basically. <laughs> do we dive into the one thing I do challenge you on in your uh, closer write-up this week? Yeah, it was not right. Kimbrel. I'm with you on Kimbrel. Challenge me all you like. Uh, the Rangers bullpen. Let's go there. Sure. What do you want? I, I find it curious that you're a big Sean, that I'm you're not a big, a big Sean, Sean Kelly, Kelly fan. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I don't trust Jose Leclerc to stop walking people. I think Sean Kelly is going to have at least one more DL stint this season. Mm-hmm. But he's clearly their closer, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Leclerc, uh, I don't I, think it's clear. Okay. You don't think it's clear that he's their closer? He's getting oh. all their saves. <laughs> he was bad yesterday, and immediately after the game, his own manager said, you know, Leclerc is on his way back. Uh, he, right, he he spent... say, look, his own manager's been saying that for a month. I mean, I, can you? all right, let me ask you this. Ten-team standard league, are you rostering a Rangers relief pitcher? We're wasting time. That's my I, point. I, I will argue you should roster both of them. Oh, my. Okay. Why not? Considering the the, the quality enough, of the bottom fifteen, I don't think there's really any doubt you need. I'm that not player. rostering any Oriole, Royal, or Mariner relief pitcher, and the Rangers. I would say I, right now I'd roster Kelly because we're going to be waiting a long time. I, I mean, I guess Leclerc could get a save this weekend, but I, I just don't want to wait for it any longer. Um, Le- Leclerc is, has a 176 ERA, 28 Ks, six walks, and 13 appearances since his removal from the role. All right, and quote, it's getting close. His manager said. What you're saying night. makes sense. You're presuming that sense will win out. Right. It's it's more that uh, when I saw you say that 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 he's clear. The word clearly is what I'm I'm questioning right. here. And 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 I see where you're at. Kelly got the last save chance, and for that reason, you should hold on to him. But I do think Leclerc is getting. I mean, I, I trust the manager at his word here. All right. Um, Cardinals. Who saves their games this weekend? If anyone. <laughs> you, I, did you I'm, agree with that premise? That was the lead of the column. Yeah, I I do, and and I I'm. So basically, when I when I send the email out with the column in it to get edited, and I CC you, that's why you'll read it. Yes, that's you won't a, read it online. A, but well, then I can read, read it on my copy. phone here in a little Word doc. We need and the it's clicks, got Tristan. We need the clicks. I, do we? Do we need the clicks? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I care. No I mean, I'm still employed. I don't know if anyone's reading this. I feel work. like clicks can't be a bad thing. The watchdog there is anyone reading this stuff? I don't know. He doesn't know. He's not even there. All right, um, Cardinals. Is it is it Carlos Martinez? Is it Jordan Hicks? Is it Andrew Miller? I. I I mean, I'd have to say Hicks if I'm just going to pick a guy in the next game, but I don't feel good about – I think it's a true committee. More I think saves that's the, the rest wins. of the year, Jose Leclerc or Jordan Hicks? Leclerc. Really? Yeah, I think Leclerc's back at 15. I, 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 All right, I don't I'm confident enough I'll put him top 15 at closer. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, also, just think of the position. It's hard to find more oh, than Yeah, yeah, I'll give 16, you it stinks. There's, there's 15 guys, and then there's a mess. Hey, and nobody, I, I, pref- and I prefer the ball to Blake Parker. Oh yeah, I do too. And I, I, I'm tired of rostering Rays and Twins relievers because they're not. None of them are going to get 15 saves. Same with Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make a case for Blake Parker and Jose Alvarado, but not a good one anymore. 
Right. But add Luke Jackson. Clearly Atlanta's closer. I know you're not a fan. Add Hector Neris. He's the only healthy reliever left they have from opening day. Isn't that amazing? I'm um, surprised at his low uh, roster percentage. There's I'm a problem, though. Surprised. Like, the bridge to get to Hector Neris is a mess. I yeah, can't Dominguez wait to see was weekend. pitching well lately, too. Yeah, and then no, it gets they're hurt. all hurt. Oh. All right. We're wasting a lot of time on relievers. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of the Phillies, Andrew McCutcheon <sighs> tore his ACL on Monday. What a... That's a bad loss. He was their second most valuable player in war. Um, I wrote a column about guys you can pick up to score runs, including Cesar Hernandez, their new leadoff hitter. David Fletcher, who I just love, doesn't walk, doesn't strike out. I love yeah. that. Gets on base. Um, Jay Bruce hit three home runs in San Diego. Have you changed your mind on Jay Bruce? I guess we could. You, uh, it says here name game, but I don't know. Go ahead. Do it. Everybody wants to hear a name game. Hidley Hodley. Diddly Doolittle. What? The Dilly of a Pickle. <laughs> diddly Doodly Ned Flanders. Dilly Wall. The Dilly of a Pickle. I say Diddly Doodly Da Da Da. The Dilly of a Pickle. We can't do the drop. With all the Dilly Delight Birds. It's a Dilly of a Pickle. Come on. Dibbly Dibbly Doo. Whatever, you know. That's an even Dillier of a Pickle. You just Dilly Dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Bro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. I want to play a little game of Trash Tristan here. Are you singing that? We're having an intervention. <laughs> so I'm looking at your rankings. We should have an intervention with you. <laughs> and my here's my issue, and you can explain yeah. it. I'll give you the chance to explain it. Yep. So I view Jay Bruce as a guy who's going to hit about 230 or 240, and I think he could hit 30 to 35 home runs. But I kind of view Franmo Reyes and Jorge Soler similarly, okay? They're different ages of course none of them steals bases none of them gets on base at all but you've got reyes number 42 and you've got um solaire number 66 and you've got bruce number 76 so why the big disparity there okay well first bruce will be higher after the mccutcheon is i got it you know it's 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 like we instantly publish this stuff and stuff happens i, no, mean, I we'll figured get... that was part of it but yeah. like i still don't think you're a it. big fan here and i just know there's, there's a large discrepancy like fran Reyes, i feel like ends up at like 37 home runs and batting 250 and i don't yeah. think jay bruce is far from that like 33 homers and 235 like it's pretty close yeah, and they might get there in similar ways. Uh, and Bruce does have a significant ballpark advantage. But I don't know. I feel like I've seen enough of him over the years. He is an immensely streaky player. Uh, I, I, there's going to be a period of time where Br- Jay Bruce doesn't belong near an NL. Absolutely. Team. You're going to be dropping him in three weeks. I understand all this. It's just I'm looking at it for a, a full-season Roto League where I feel like I have the patience to wait on players – I kind of view these guys like Solaire's going to end up hitting 30 home runs and batting 250. Like I, I, it, it, tell me this: in this era, is a 30 home run 250 guy even valuable anymore? Nope. Which is why none of them are really. All right, so that's the issue here. Generously. So yeah. Reyes is probably a little bit overranked, it, it, and I'll take, I'll, I'll revisit that one. He might be closer to 50-55 among the outfielders and around 200 well, let's, overall. Let's, let's fill out the name game. This Jay Bruce a, versus Hunter Renfro because I think we all would have Reyes over Renfro and Bruce. I'm, th- I'm going to throw this other comment that he plays in a horrible part for power. That's bad. Right. So Hunter Renfro versus Bruce? Renfro. Renfro. Cole Calhoun versus Bruce. I think that's really close. In fact, it, I think yeah, I it is. And, and, and by the way, Cal- Calhoun is another guy who's got a good ballpark for his swing. Uh, but he's not leading off anymore, so that kills his runs. If I have to lock them in, lock them in, it's Calhoun. Okay. Um, Nick Marcakis, who people are dropping, but I don't know why. He's doing exactly what he did last year. Overall last year, not for the first half, second half, because obviously it was different halves last year. But Nick Marcakis is on pace for like 100 runs, 
double digit homers, 75 RBIs, hitting for average. Like, that's what Nick Warkakis is. If you roster him, why are you cutting him? Right. And the shallower the league, the more I'd go pro Bruce there. Markakis right. is Mr. Safe, boring. What about um, wrong with him, though. Hunter Pence? I'll take Pence. Okay. I'll just ride the, the uh, All right, ever that so uh, as briefly as we move on with the news. Carlos Carrasco on the injury list with a blood condition. This is uh, deeper than baseball, folks. Hopefully mm-hmm. he returns soon. We just have no idea. He had not been pitching well because of fatigue. Um, so don't even look at his numbers. But... Indians can't replace them. They've already lost Clevenger and Kluber. That's a mess. Twins are going to win that division by 15 games. Um, Clevenger is coming. I mean, Kluber's Clevenger, also on the men, but Clevenger's getting Clevenger close. this month could come back. So yeah. let me ask you this. It's a generality. 10-team standard. Are you cutting Carrasco? It could be two weeks. It could be three months. It could be the rest of the season. I don't know. I'm... Uh, the, the, the way the injuries described initially and the information we have, I'm... Uh, Unfortunately, pessimistic, and I'm I am hoping for the best from. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Carlos. So Carrasco. you're cutting him? Yes. Okay. Because because in our game, it's three bench and it's one IL, and I do think it's going to be. He has more important things to get focused on and get healthy than than baseball. So. What did you think of Jimmy Nelson last night? First start since 2017. Not impressed. Not impressed. I mean, really, it was just one swing. Brian Anderson hit a grand slam. That was the only runs he allowed. Right, but but Control what it hits to me is, is the it, yeah, and and to me. Coupling that with building up uh, the stamina means I think it's going to take a little time before he's contributing in a big way. You know the only team in baseball that has used only five starting pitchers this season? That have only used five starting pitchers. Obviously not the Brewers. Yeah, give me. uh, And they're 10th in the majors in ERA from their starters, too. You'll never guess. Oh, geez. Jimmy Nelson saw them last night. It's the Marlins. I, the Mar- I yeah, I should have known that. They've, They've used been, only five yeah. starters, and you know we don't talk about them much. We talk about Caleb Smith, who's out now on the most drop list. But um, Alcantara looked great last night. Pablo Lopez finally had a good road outing. It was all home outings before that. Mm-hmm. Marlins have used five starters, and they're tenth in the ERA now. They have bullpen issues setting up Romo, and they don't score runs. Although they they had a sixteen nothing game against Milwaukee the other day. I love how everybody gravitated to Chase Anderson, and then they lose sixteen nothing. Um, that's <laughs> I'm just trying to ridiculous. think of the other one though. You re- I'm thinking of a lot of teams that had four, but but it had the fifth shuffle out. That's who's the other one? There's only one, just the Marlins. Marlins. Oh, I thought you said it was two. No, okay, just the Marlins. Marlins. Um, that. Very underrated arms. Noticed in there that that uh, you gave Trevor Richards some love, and yeah. I like that. I, I think Richards is not getting enough attention of any of those guys. I agree. Um, briefly, Raphael Devers and Dansby Swanson. I feel like we need to give them a little love here. Devers mm-hmm. is the number two third baseman on the player radar for the season. He has eight stolen bases, which we really did not expect. We both liked him a lot. We didn't think he was going to be a top three third baseman. If you're drafting for 2020 right now in a one-year league, isn't Devers like – Third round, if he keeps running? If he keeps running, without a doubt, yeah. And by the way, it's not the first time he did it in Class A Bowl in 2016, 18 stolen bases. So he does have the ability to read pitchers. This is a shocking emergency. I mean, we thought 30 homers and 260. He's going to break all this. Very different approach. He's making a lot more contact than expected, which is fueling the batting average. And while that is going to regress a little, this com- the, the, com- the completeness of his game is what's really capturing my attention. Dansby Swanson on pace for like 35 homers, 115 RBI. He's batting second in a good lineup. Um, and I, I thought he'd be a lot better than last year. He obviously had the wrist problem, but I didn't think he'd be doing this. This is, this is a top five shortstop as well. Like if I said to you, Dansby Swanson or Carlos Correa, you'd laugh at me, but it's Swanson now, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it close? Like Carlos Correa keeps like getting this hurt. Question. I'm, keeps I, getting yeah, hurt, I'm man. Gonna, I mean, I'm going to go down with the Correa ship, but I, I like this question. I, it's yeah. almost like you have to say Correa because you don't want to look stupid, but 
Yeah. Who's putting up the numbers and who's not? This this gap has narrowed in a monstrous fashion, which at the beginning of the year, you asked that question or something, they'd be like, you're out of your mind. Of course I would be. But like now you ask that question, it's not yeah. crazy. Yeah. And by the way, Fernando Tatis, who's also awesome. I would take Tatis over Swanson and Correa right now. Tatis is coming back today. You want Yay. him in your lineups. Yay. Um, let me read something. What if it's this is ZipRecruiter? What if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app. Let it know what kind of jobs you are interested in, and its technology starts doing the work for you. The ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you will like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone just like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you are interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. Based on a third-party survey, 7 out of 10 people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. Disclaimer, these were the results of a 2017 U.S. survey of more than 500 ZipRecruiter users who got hired for a job they found on ZipRecruiter. Listeners to this fine show should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. Now let's talk about the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal. Jumbo, jumbo. It's a combo meal. A home run last Four players achieved a home run and a stolen base on Wednesday. Devers, Francisco Lindor, Brian Anderson, who's been disappointing like every Marlins hitter. Uh, and Will Myers of San Diego, who is a potential 2020 guy. On Tuesday, Keon Broxton of Baltimore did it. And Ramon Laureano, who had a 15-game hitting streak. And we projected back in March to be a 20-homer, 20 20-steal 20 guy, which I thought was a little bit aggressive. But if you look at Laureano the last couple of weeks, that may not be far off. And he does bring the defense. I I don't want to sound like I'm singing Laureano praises because I probably had the low rank. But... Decent player, decent player. But that—that's—he is a potential 2020 guy. He might only hit 250, but he could, like, 20 homers, 20 steals, even in Oakland. Yeah, and and you know, looking back upon it, I probably should have uh, assumed the batting average would be lower than it was based on the amount of times he swings and misses. But yeah, you're right, 2020. 2020 I mean, just something to think about, even in the standard mix, not for points leagues. It doesn't walk. But Laureano's a guy who, you know, look if you were, if you're looking at Will Myers, if you're looking at Ian Desmond. That's kind of Laureano. It's a twenty twenty potential without batting average. That's okay. what I see. And it brings a little better health, I think, than Myers, and probably more consistency than Desmond. Yeah, that's Desmond has yet like to. Desmond has stolen nary a base. Whew. If I was doing a blog, and I may do it soon, on like notable zeros statistically, nary the column. Um, no, I gotta write it. Um, I would say that Desmond's zero in stolen bases. We have David Robertson's zero in saves. We projected like I don't know twenty something. That was money well spent in NL labor, huh? He's not even going to pitch the rest of the year. Um, I don't have Desmond there. I've fallen out of first. That was predictable. Um, let's take a look at the pitchers for the next, uh, what, uh, one, two, three, four days because our next show is not till Monday. ESPN today has, uh, Jay Happ going back to Toronto against Edwin Jackson. At some point, they're going to have to punt him out of the rotation. He's giving up a lot of runs. What does so he, he have? A uh, 17 ERA? It's, it's high. I think it's Yankees, uh, Jay Happ should get a win in this one. Let's put it that way. Oh, no. You jinxed it. It doesn't always – like Chase Anderson should have beaten the Marlins, and he, then he gives up two touchdowns. He only gave up four of the runs. Vlad Guerrero is going to hit three homers today. Just um, ruin the end. Not much to discuss oh. there. But on ESPN Plus at the same time, Jose Barrios of the Twins against the Indians and Trevor Bauer. Bauer has not pitched well lately. Is he still a top-ten starting pitcher to you? No. 
Is he hasn't, still top? Hasn't been for maybe a week or two. I I do think he's firmly in the top twenty. Is he though? Like yes. something's wrong. He's got to have a lot of stuff. I, I, he's I know submerging he, over the last month. Who do you feel? Who do you feel you trust? Mo- Every person in this tier from fifteen to twenty-five yes. has a significant question about him. Well, what's the significant question on like Jack Flaherty? Like, I'm just I'm trying to think of yeah. who's in your fifteen and, to twenty. And Flaherty's Flaherty's there with him rankings wise. So okay, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying like something's wrong there. Okay, yeah. and I don't know what it is. You have Bauer sixteen. You have Hyunjin Ryu fifteen. Yep. Zach Greinke seventeen. I would take Greinke over Bauer. Charlie Morton eighteen. I would take Morton now over Bauer. I would take Flaherty over him. I think Bauer would be like right around twenty. But like Bauer versus Barrios, the way Bauer's pitched lately, I know he's a strikeout guy, but the walks. You can make a case for Barrios now. Also, I'll note that uh, because we will be doing a lot of these long-term forecaster uh, uh, columns, that the twin schedule is going to get a lot better for Barrios. That's a plus in his favor. Um, Colorado will debut Peter Lambert at, at Wrigley Field today. Don't look at Lambert's minor league numbers. They were in high altitude places like Coors Field is. I'm not saying you use Lambert today against Jose Quintana, but there might be some utility you hear the rest of the season. That's all I'm saying. Um, it's Chris Sale. Who's your number one starting pitcher? Verlander goes today. I have Verlander one. You have Scherzer one. And a lot of people want Sale to be one. Is it still Scherzer over Sale for you? It's Scherzer, Sale, Verlander in a, one, two, One. three, effective yeah. overall approach. And I don't think DeGrom is all that far behind them either. Friday, there's a day game at Wrigley, Hamels and Michaelis. A lot of people dropping Miles Michaelis. I would not be doing that. Um, other action there of note. Um, John Snow at uh, City Field against Steven Matz. That's, whenever John Gray pitches, I think it's interesting because I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Road Mets is a, is a very good matchup. Gray needs to step up or Snow needs to step up in a big time way in this matchup. But he is coming off that injury. Uh, Mike Soroka at Miami. Watch the Marlins get five off him. Uh, Brandon, oh, no, don't do this. Well, I'm just saying, like, no. you, you think it's obvious, and then it's not. Brandon oh. Woodruff, who's winning games for Milwaukee, <laughs> uh, starts at home against Pittsburgh. I'm not sure Brandon Woodruff is getting the love he deserves. There's a lot of strikeouts, throws really hard. That's a 15-game winner this season, Brandon Woodruff. And that's a that's a great layup of a win, too, because he's facing rookie Davis <laughs> um, in Milwaukee. Andrew Heaney, one of the most added pitchers in ESPN leagues, is pitching against Seattle. That that team, man, yeah. uh, in the tank. Marco Gonzalez has been terrible. You want uh, a light uh, Hyunjin Ryu? Excuse me? A light Hyunjin Ryu? Well, sure. Not sure what you're getting Andrew at. Andrew Heaney. Oh, you mean statistically? The the wide variance because of the injury factor. Right. I think Heaney has got very good stuff. I, I don't think you can compare anybody to what – I mean, Ryu's doing Kershaw that stuff. That is why the light word is there. Really light, though. Like, I wouldn't make that comp. Like, if, I, if I'm saying what's, what's Heaney, I'm, like, saying, like, almost prime John Lester. I'm not saying – Ryu has, like, a 150 ERA. I mean, that's okay, Kershaw ridiculousness. Re- regress the numbers to realistic levels and, and then double you apply it. the light. Du- you almost have to double Ryu's. I, I, when I see Heaney, I think that could be – John Lester, two eighty five ERA guy. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Okay, I'm, yeah, and I'm a, I'm aboard with that. Saturday, uh, oh, it's Lucas Giolito Day at yeah. Kansas City. Sale just fanned twelve Royals. Giolito might be able to do the same thing. Um, I think we all agree at this point he needs to be rostered in all formats. Yep. Um, couple guys here with strikeout potential. Interesting to me. Uh, if you have a comment on any of them, just speak up. Sure. Um, we've got uh, Framber Valdez uh, replacing Corbin Martin for Houston. Nick Pavetta. At home against Cincinnati, you may need to go eight innings there because they have no other relievers. Adrian <laughs> Sampson of Texas had 11 strikeouts in his last outing, I believe. Zach Plesak at home against the Yankees, not a strikeout guy. Um, Zach Davies, who never loses and pitches well all the time 
against Jordan Lyles, who's had a good season. Trevor Richards, Julio Tehran, a lot of interesting pitchers on Saturday that are available in a lot of leagues. Yep, and Tehran is one who currently is in a a great portion of his schedule. Uh, this is the Miami game. The one after that is going to be the only one that graded as a tough one. That's Pittsburgh at home, and I'd still start him for that one. So get on board with Tehran and his Braves counterparts there. Uh, the Framber Valdez moving into the rotation. Interesting guy, good matchup on paper. I don't know about the um, the the depth he's going to give you in this game, so I'd be a little bit careful there. And since you mentioned Samson in the Texas doubleheader. There is talk that the Rangers could give a spot start to Joe Palumbo, one of their top pitching prospects. So, you know, you could at least get a look at him. Sunday uh, Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, it's the Cardinals and the Cubs, Adam Wainwright and Kyle Hendricks uh, own the latter, not the former. Wainwright. It's a 10-minute game. Um, you know, Wainwright's pitched okay, but no. Yeah, um, the Hendricks one, I mean. <laughs> Chris Paddock um, showing some signs here that it's not all so, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Phillies hit him the other day. He's pitching against Washington. I would obviously leave him active, but I feel like the Padres might just like send him to the injury list for two weeks for whatever reason they want. I think he's point. tipping. Tipping pitches? Yep. The way Kyle he played Quantum against the Yankees, the I watched every pitch, and they were on him. They were on him. And and by the way, he had that look of the stadium's a joke when he gave up a couple <laughs> of those homes. Okay. I think he's tipping. I think there's something up. They can fix it. Um, you rostering Yusei Kokuchi anymore? ESPN Plus on Sunday at the Angels. Uh, he has not looked good. Now they're they're hinting, by the way, they might move him to Saturday, and this signals the question about the the workload for him. They are trying to skip outings, shorten other outings, alter. I don't want to deal with this. Right, and I agree. I, I, I've move moved on. him down significantly for this reason. Who would you rather drop first, uh, Yusei Kokuchi or Atlanta's Max Fried, who's been lit up of late? Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. People yeah. left him on their rosters because he's facing Miami on Sunday, but is that a good thing? The way he's pitching, no. I I'd drop them both and pick up Wade Miley. I don't, I don't, I understand why you don't want to roster Wade Miley because he doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but he's going to win 15 games on that team. And Miley's right. going to get a couple good matchups coming up, so yeah. There you go. See, maybe you're on board with me as well. That's it for the first half of the show. Next, Kyle's Talks Hash Browns. Okay. Yay! Andrew Heaney's about 50 pounds lighter than Ryu, Eric, so that's You know what? I didn't want to go there, that. and I'm, I, like, when he said, were you light, I was going to say, well, everybody. But, like, he, I didn't want to do that. That's not a nice thing to do. Well, I'm a I'm nice here person. To add the numbers to it. So, but so, you are not a nice person, no, which is no, why you're Is, did is that. Eric the light version of me, then? <laughs> How many of those, uh, what are they called, sandwiches at the game do you think I could put down? <laughs> I mean, look, we don't look the same. That's fair. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, who We don't am I look the judge? same in our little show picture either. <laughs> not my place to judge. You know, you do what you want. But if Eric's a light Tristan, that makes Tristan Ryu, and that's not a bad person to be right now. I mean, he might win. If he keeps doing this, he's going to win the Cy Young Award. He, yeah, yeah. If he makes 30 starts like this, Tristan, yeah. wins 15 of them with a, an ERA below two, he's winning the Cy Young. If he if he makes thirty starts, you're gonna win MVP. Incredible. <laughs> if he makes thirty starts, he's getting votes. There's no no matter how much he regresses, he's getting votes. He's never done that. Has Ryu ever made thirty starts? Now, why would the Dodgers even do that? They have a double digit lead in their division. He has made thirty starts as a rookie in in thirteen, um, and you know he made twenty four starts in twenty seventeen. Let's not pretend that like look, there's value there. But this is just craziness, and he's not walking anybody. Everything's a strike. Oof. I, I don't think you can spin the positive on the, the, the 
health front with him. I really You don't. know what I can do, though? I can say he's already made 12 starts. If yeah. he ends up with 28 starts with these numbers, that's the number one pitcher in fantasy. And I'm cool with that, 28 starts, because I don't expect my starters to make 32 starts anymore. I don't. When you think about it, yeah, 16 starts were taking him into yeah, four months. August. Yeah. Like, they could... They could uh, Give him a three-week break at any point they want and let Ross Stripling, you know, barely ever pitches pitch. I'm just saying, like, I'm no longer really selling here. The incredible thing is the control. Wow. Just, I mean, look at the walk rate. And look at his division and the offenses. Like, how many times has he still faced the Giants? Like, I mean, two, three? Oh, that's a good question. I'll get you I mean, look what Jason, Jason Vargas shut them out. And by the way, Jason Vargas has been really good in the last six weeks. I know nobody so they, wants to admit this, but he's been really good. The Giants don't hit anybody, though. If it's 18 games within the division, I can't remember if it's 18, 19, I think it's at 19 NL. That would give him uh, another 12 or 13. All right. Anyway, just, you know, I don't want—I don't care that he's portly. All I care about are the numbers, and I'm telling you, these numbers look legit. Even if his ERA goes up a run. All right. Next. We're first. Next, yeah. I was going to say, let's get to one here. Andrew <laughs> has a question about Dynasty Leagues. He has to drop one of these guys. He wants to know who... You should cut in his shallow league. Max Kepler, Will Myers, or David Peralta? Ugh, none of the above. I mean, it's a dynasty. A shallow league changes things. Um, Peralta's the only one who doesn't run. Well, Kepler doesn't really run. I just... <sighs> am I too... Oh, yeah. Like, Peralta is the oldest here, but he's the only one who's going to hit 300. And I feel like the only one who is going to hit 30 home runs, too. Do we really drop Myers? I'm I'm bouncing back and forth in my brain over all three of these players. There's something that that makes me question each the age for Peralta, the injury history for Myers, and I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, at 28, he's Kepler's going to break out if he's he's already doing it right now. <sighs> this is the problem. Kepler's I have with Kepler. first. I'm not so sure. Well, he's first on my list. Is he first because of the age? No, he's first because I, I feel like. I mean, that's part of it. I feel like there's a 275, 30 homer season lurking. And it might even be this year. Look at, look at his K rate. Really I, I, I think you're looking at the year and you're extrapolating it over the increase going over his prime, but he might be in his prime. The concern I have with Kepler is lefty versus lefty. If he is a true platoon type, All right. does he become My a star? With Myers is, is injuries in 220. Yeah. Right, I think enough. you're. I think you're right. I think Kepler is ahead of this list. If he, I think it's Myers. Yeah, I think it's Myers. Yeah, I, I don't see Myers finishing off a 2020 season. He's surely not going to hit for average. I doubt he plays 150 games. Here's what I'd ask: If you're in this, in Andrew, if, if you're in, if you're in this situation, well, win now. But the question is: Are you doing this because you need to rebuild for next year? Because if you do, I'd be peddling Peralta over to somebody else. I would try to do that, but if it's a shallow league, nobody's going to take. Who's going to take David Peralta in a shallow dynasty? Uh, if if you're trying to compete this year, you could definitely use David Peralta. Okay. Next. Alrighty, Daniel's getting fed up with Jose Ramirez. Wants to know what your expectations are the rest of the season. His batting average has yet to reach 215 this year. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, he's a 207 right now. Oh, jeez. I don't know what to do with this guy. I, I mean, I don't. The, the, the problem with dropping him is the plate discipline hasn't really changed, and he could steal 30 bases. So. If Ramirez ends, he's a 207 now. 
let's say for the rest of the year he bats 250 with 10 more homers but keeps the stolen bases. So he ends up at like 230 with 30 steals. How many guys are going to steal 30 bases this year, Tristan? Five? Yeah. yeah. Eight? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So just because oh my god and the run scored he's got 20 runs yeah and if you're if you're complete across i mean i know he's not right now based on what we're looking at but if you're looking at at complete skills across the five primary roto categories <sighs> to get those skills Man. i i don't know if he's available to be dropped but i wouldn't drop him that's uh, yeah I, I don't think he is um he he i just if you look at all, if you look at he all is, the metrics, this the makes no list. sense. Wow. I, I'd have to dig into the, the the Statcast data to see if there's something about putting putting a good amount of quality on the ball without driving it to home run distance because he is going extreme fly ball. That's a problem for batting average. I will say this: um, he could be this year's Matt Carpenter. Oh my God! I was thinking the exact same thing. Because high it, five through the Carpenter hasn't been <laughs> that bad. But I w- I will also add we should take him off the undroppable list. If people want to drop him, he's batting 207 in a third month of the season with four home all runs. Right, let's review that. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, if you want to, he's only one category he's even helping you at all in. It's stolen bases. Now, if you're going to roster Jared Dyson, you ought to roster Jose Ramirez. But if you want to drop him, you should be allowed to. Give me your rest of your numbers. Give me the batting average I, and I the homers. I just did. I said year. 250 with 10 homers, 15 steals. I'm going to over the homers. I guess twelve homers. I mean, how how much higher can we go? I, I think th- I think there might be twenty more homers in his bat. I I can't go beyond that. Got the four way home runs is, in sixty games, Tristan. Four. Way, I don't. Bruce has that this week. I, to I, be honest with you, when you look at these metrics, I don't care. I don't care what that number is. He is swinging and he's putting a charge in the ball the, in a way that should give another twenty homers. To be fair, yeah. If your team's in tenth place and Jose Ramirez is the reason, dropping him makes no sense. You keep him. In case he does a Matt Carpenter and turns it all around. There's no better option right now to turn things around from the bottom. Right. It's not Vado, it's not Carpenter, it's this guy. Right. So if you've waited two months on Jose Ramirez, wait longer. That's my advice there. Right. If you had cut him a couple weeks ago for Austin Riley, that's one thing. That's if different. You're, <laughs> if you're cutting him around now for I mean, I mean Brian Anderson's the first guy that comes to Ugh. mind. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Right. Like David Fletcher, I mean, like that's got that guy's gonna hit three hundred every month. But, man, I'm glad I have no shares here of Jose Ramirez. Um, let me read something. It's SeatGeek, our friends. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make ticket make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It's as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. So what if their site's annoying and doesn't have the events you want? Hello, status quo. The real question is, how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? Well, with millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there is a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you are looking for all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. Why is SeatGeek better than the rest? Well, a quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? It's just a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. And finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use the promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. 
That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first purchase. All right, you kind of building on the Jose Ramirez conversation here. Zach wants to know, with so many busts inside the top 10, which elite hitter do you feel is the safest the rest of the way? I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is this, we want to take the original top 10 to 15, or we want to take the current, because, Let's yeah. take your current top 10, because it's, um, it's mostly pitchers, mostly hitters. Uh, Trout, Yelich, Betts, feeling pretty good. Bellinger, Arenado, J.D. Martinez, feeling pretty good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lindor, Bregman, Baez, Acuna. I feel pretty good about all of them. Safest is Trout. That's Safest obvious. is obviously Trout. By the way, check out the story Keith Law did on all the teams that passed on Trout in that draft a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, the, and their quotes. And the one that just missed. <laughs> Not Yankees. Really, yeah, maybe. Hey, look, they could have done their it. Guy. That was their guy. Um, sometimes baseball players are born in New Jersey. They're all safe. There's nobody here who's unsafe to me. I mean, I guess. No, I'm not going to say it. I mean, like, Baez's batting average is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, even as he strikes out a lot. Acuna's amazing. Bregman's amazing. Lindor, there's a mess around him, but is it really? He's still fine. He leads off. He runs. Mm-hmm. Luplo knocks him in now. <laughs> J.D. Martinez is doing fine. I mean, Devers has the same OPS, but that's J.D. Martinez is doing fine. We didn't think he was going to do exactly what he did last year. And the second 10, you could find some, you know, Bryce Harper could hit 200 in any month. Juan Soto, there's concerns there. Right. Um, Chris Bryant with the shoulder, you never know. Goldschmidt with the stolen bases, you never know. Machado. Okay. About, Machado's not having a good year. Among all those guys you just named, who's the safest? In the second 10? Yeah. Jeez, um, Tristan, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess Goldschmidt's still. I think Freddie Freeman is the... Uh, well, I didn't mention him because he, oh, he's... Right. Well. I think he's borderline top 10. But, I mean, between Soto, Harper, Bryant, Goldschmidt, Machado... Goldschmidt, I think, is the, say is the safest. Harper's not going to steal any bases, people. N- zero. Machado. Probably Soto out of the ones you mentioned just there. Yes. Um, I would say Soto for batting average and power, but he's not having a good year at all. Like, I think Goldschmidt's safer. I would say I'll Goldschmidt. Look, I'd like to raise the question on this one about the disappointing guys in the top tier. Manny Machado, by the way, is going in like round three or four next year if this continues. If he hits but, 250 with 22 homers and three steals. He ain't going in the top three rounds next year. But I've got to, I, I got to see if I can. Maybe on opening day it was a little different here. But when I look at the disappointing guys, Ramirez was four. He's uh, he's the bust of the season right now. Yeah, understandably. Trey Turner because of the injury at nine. Degrom at ten. Okay, I get it. Um, Machado at fourteen. Altuve because of the injury at seventeen. Aaron Judge because of the injury at nineteen. Bryce Harper you could say at eighteen. But who else outside of that has been a, a significant disappointment? Machado. <laughs> I I honestly thought Machado would not like mail it in when, once he got that contract. And man, this is this doesn't look like much fun. That's you know, a the, long contract. I mean, well, like he's not gonna Cabrera or pull holes out. No. But and defensively still wonderful. But he's gonna hit two fifty this season with twenty two home runs and five stolen bases, Tristan. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna be having this conversation, hopefully, if we're still around next March about Machado saying We'd rather have Devers. Think about how crazy. And now Machado will have shortstop eligibility, but who's going to take Machado in round two or three next year if this continues? G- give me your round today. We, we've we got to draft for 2020. Give me the four. Lock it in. At the best. And I will be all in. 
I, mm-hmm. I have a hunch that in year two of the new team, new Maybe. situation, ballpark, being locked in a one position at third base with a healthy touch team so he's not matter. bouncing back and forth, I think there will – I don't think he's going to be a top five guy on the player radar. Please do not misread that, listeners. I, I do think there's going to be a profit – there's going to be profit potential in Machado next year at this if, pace. If, if uh, I'm trying to think of a guy who doesn't run. All right, because so, Machado's no longer going to steal bases. He, he doesn't have any but, reason but, to. But three, three out of the past five, he stole nine plus. Yeah, but now he doesn't need to. He was 35, 37, 33, 37 in home runs during that span. I, 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 I'm, I have a hard time supporting what Machado's done so far. I'm with like you. you have Vlad number 38. I'd obviously take Vlad over Machado for next year. Wouldn't you? That's round four. At the pace we are going, I think that's what's going to happen. That Guerrero is going to be ahead of Machado. Yes. Okay. But Guerrero is going to be like round two by then. But like, yeah. if, you're, if you're saying Eddie Rosario or Manny Machado right now, who's more likely to thirty home runs next season and bat two two eighty? It ain't Machado. Well, Jose Abreu, same idea. I'll take Machado over Abreu. I'll take Machado there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a shortstop, and Abreu is a. But Abreu is a thirty hundred guy. Machado should be a thirty hundred guy. And they, their lineup, one should assume their lineup gets better. Machado's been one four years in a row coming into this year. We're gonna, I, I don't think we can Something crucify changed. the guy. I'm, Something changed. And you know what it is. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus for that. I'm not. I'm on, I'm, I'm in next year then. Alright. We'll see. Next. Lewis is wondering how Chris Paddock's dynasty value stacks up with that of Kluber. By the way, Paddock's struggles the last couple of weeks have not changed my, his dynasty value at all. He's still a monster. I could see him in our top 10, not next year, but in two years, there's upside for him to be Garrett Cole. I mean, how you, you have to take Paddock over Kluber in a dynasty, don't you? I don't think you have to, but I, this is an easy case to make because I, I do worry that Kluber's arrow is pointing downwards, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to slip. But that was not... An elbow injury, okay, or a shoulder. So while we were concerned, minor, modest concerns about Kluber, he mm-hmm. still won 20 games last year with 222 whips, 290 array, sub one whip. He had an amazing year. And we yep. were concerned a little bit. We didn't project that again. But he was bad for seven starts this season. Then he got hit by a, a line drive. If I told you Kluber starts pitching, start, comes back at the all-star break. Yeah. Uh, over under ERA of 325. Oh, uh, I will say over. All right. I'm. He's that's, 33. That's, hmm? He's 33, and he had five consecutive years of 200 innings and a lot of innings. I remember, the, I remember the day we raised the question. Somebody asked us to criticize one of the top. It was either five oh, or ten starting pitchers. It was definitely him. Right. And remember, it was I threw the stat about what he did right after the initial injury, and I think it was knee last year. It was a three to, to five week span where the K rate went down, and he showed hints of it at the beginning of this year. That's what concerns me in the dynasty leagues. This Paddock, by the way, not concern me. You know what Paddock reminds? I'm, I'm thinking based on the pitch. I love the changeup, and he's got velocity. I I think of Felix Hernandez. Well, a young one, not the current mess. But he was awesome for oh, a long he time. He was no question. But like and most had, of our had, listeners, had, had, had workload caps. Isn't um. I'm trying to think of like a better current cop comp. Paddock, I could see Flaherty. 
We expected Flaherty to be a top 20 starting pitcher this year. I think we expect that from Paddock next year. How about they have that? nothing like the same arsenal, though. So I don't I'm care. Talking. I don't, I'm just talking to no, most of our listeners could care, couldn't care less about their arsenals. They just want to know where we rank them and the numbers we project for fantasy. But it's the, okay. we projected, I, I would say we roughly projected Flaherty to be in our top, in our 15 to 20 range for starting pitchers, ERA around three, strikeout per inning. I'm going to expect Paddock to do that next year, which is why I think he can be ranked a top 20 starter. Which is fair. I just I don't think they're the same guy. I think Flaherty's the big K per nine guy. I don't think that's what Paddock is. I think he's Mr. Safe, trustworthy, consistent King Felix. Ten years of King Felix. I loved that. It was consistent. You never doubted him. Next. Last question here comes from Brian. He's wondering how much patience you have for prospects in redraft leagues. He's thinking specifically Biggio or Rogers. How long do you hold and hope? Here comes a rant. What is wrong with you, Rockies? What is wrong with you? I At least the Jays are playing Biggio. I don't think he's going to be great in fantasy. I don't think he's going to hit for, I don't think he's going to hit 20 home runs or about 250. Brendan Rogers could be a fantasy monster right now. And they're not even playing him. Like, why is he even in the majors? Has he started once in the last week? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Ryan McMahon is doing fine. It's not like they're playing Travis Shaw over Keston Cura. That's a joke, too. And I understand why the Brewers did that. Because they, they, they're like, well, Shaw shouldn't lose his job. Look what he did the last two years. And they're right. He could, he could be back to that 30-homer guy. But Hura is going to be better. Now, who's going to be better, Brennan Rodgers or Ryan McMahon the rest of the season? If they both got the same playing time. Don't we both think it's Rodgers? It, I think it's probably Rodgers. So the answer probably. to the question is, I've already run out of patience because teams do the crazy things. I, I that, would drop Rodgers. I would drop Bezier right now. Okay, then I've got to draw you into a different rant because that, that brings up the path to playing time question. You can't go against the path to playing time question. You are now making a decision based on the playing time. Because that organization had a long track record of blocking young hitting prospects. And and I think one of the reasons for this is just you, you compare Bijo and Rogers here. Bijo's gonna play. Bijo's gonna play. Competitive state has everything to do with that, I think. It's it's dumb. I agree with you. It drives me nuts what they're doing to Rogers. He doesn't it has need nothing to, to do the with their, where they are in the standings. That they they, they want to play Ryan McMahon and for some reason Rogers you know what? It would make things easier for fantasy managers if Rodgers was in the minors. They would know what to do. They don't know what to do because he's still in the majors. It's weird. It'd right. be like if Shaw was playing every day at second and Hura was still in the majors. Right. Or if Ian Kinsler kept playing second base and Luis Urias, who's clearly better, was still in the majors. When Urias got demoted for Kinsler, we laughed and said that's dumb. But at least we dropped Urias. He's not in the majors. Right. Now, Rodgers could get demoted today. Okay. And, and he could come up next week and go nuts. Right. He's got power. He's got speed. We don't think he'll hit 300. But, you know, you get my point. No, it's, it's a great point. They, we, they are effectively handcuffing us. We can't make a decision, a rational decision about what to do with these because what ends up happening is that Rogers becomes the starter every single day tomorrow and we let him go today. <sighs> that hurts. It's risky. It depends on your lineup, on your roster construction. But, like, man, I have Hura active in the Vampire League this week, obviously. And I have Rodgers active. Yeah. And, you know, neither's playing. Hero, the Hero one completely burned us. They, they announced the demotion right after the first game locked us in. I, and I, I, I could I, have activated. Now, we couldn't pick up players Monday because that, that ends right. Sunday at midnight. But I, I have Tatis in my DL spot. 
I could have activated Tatis for this weekend. But you can't because of the IL lock that switches the week over. IL again. lock. Yeah. That's, it's, I know. And, and, it's what maddening. I, I can't explain the Rogers thing. I, I, you got to be patient with Bijou because at least he's going to play and show you this. But Rogers, I, I do yeah, but you think, don't think Bijou is going to do anything special. I, I would take Shaw over Bijou if you need a second baseman. Right. I think Rogers is a better prospect of these two. I just, I, I think that the the Rockies with their mentality of where they think they are in the the pen of chase here, I think that has something to do with this, and I don't agree with it. We are done for the week. Any final thoughts? I had one, but like. Two minutes ago, and I completely forgot what it was. Oh, well, we'll wait. Looked we up time. something. Oh, jeez. It was something about one of the, the previous ones that I don't know. for lunch. Oh, I know what it was. It was I was, I was trying to find the Jose Ramirez thing, and then we got off track with Paddock. <laughs> Man, I, I, I can't remember. This is not quite like Matt Carpenter last year. I'm, I mean, we use it as a comp to say he could turn it around like that. But, man, I can't remember a guy like this. We didn't have Carpenter Ragnar top 10 ever. We had Ramirez in the top 10. He almost won MVP. Look at these numbers. Right. Other Wait. than the stolen bases, you would have dropped, like, you can't drop him, but like, you should be able to, but like, you, like, if he was not stealing bases, like, the, Mar- the Manuel cl- Margot would be more valuable. It's ridiculous. People need to understand why the Carpenter comp comes up. It, it's simply that the question was raised about the injuries. We brought it up. It was valid to bring it up. And sometimes, effectively, overnight, they turn these things around. Players do. And then they become their typical selves. So if we were going to question that Ramirez is doing this because he is less than 100%, tomorrow he could wake up and be fine and his usual self. It's baseball. I can't even find him on the player radar. Ramirez? Oh goodness! You want the number? He's not even in the top hundred middle infielders. He is four twenty-eight. Well, this was from yesterday's run. Four twenty-eight overall. Oh my god! With those steals, that's hard to believe. With those steals, hard. To Actually, believe. where's Malix? Ah, oh, he's Malix is probably. I don't think he's a top twenty. That one's four he's steal number game 50. alone probably has him. Malik Smith is the number fifty outfielder on the player writer for the season, behind Kiermaier, Loriano, Franmil. Myers steals. Malix is 386 overall on the run that I pulled here. He was ahead of Jose Ramirez. Jay Bruce is ahead of David Dahl now from two days' work. <laughs> Man. It's incredible. Yeah. The number five outfitter for the season is Austin Meadows. Bellinger, well, Yelich, yeah. Trout, Springer, and Austin Meadows should be an all-star. Put Austin him in the all-star Meadows game. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Head of Acuna. Wow. How about that? <laughs> All right, now we're just wasting time. Thank you so much for listening to our little show. We really do appreciate it. And I think we'll be back on Monday to do more hijinks and talk fantasy baseball. For Tristan, for Kyle, for Tom somewhere, I am Eric. Have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Darkness.